With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And a good afternoon. Joe Judge is out as the head coach of the New York Giants. That's uh, breaking news that just happened in the last several minutes. So the Giants go in a different direction. We talk about the National Football League, the NBA, anything else that is going on in sports. Last night's Alabama-Georgia game, Georgia the national champs. Certainly Alabama really hurt when Williams went down in the second quarter. Give Georgia credit. They hung around. You know, they hung around. They held Alabama to field goals. They hung around. They hung around. Uh, and then they had a strong second half. So congratulations uh, to the Georgia Bulldogs. You know how it works. You raise your hand. Hit that hand icon, and I will put you right up on uh, stage. NBA, another pathetic uh, performance by the Kings. You know, I'm a huge Alvin Gentry fan. I love what he has to say. Uh, I wasn't really thrilled with what he had to say last night, talking about how much he, you know, liked the effort. And, you know, you, you, uh, your coach should not have to talk about the effort. All right? that That's not good. A head coach should not have to come out on a loss and talk about how much he liked the effort of the team. It's the freaking NBA. You're getting paid millions of dollars. Okay, the effort needs to be there every night. You know, the coach should not have to come out and point out, you know, about the good effort of the team. I mean, what are you playing for? Why? That's your job. It's your freaking profession. That's why you're getting paid. You know, the effort needs to be there night in, night out. If coach has to single out in a loss that he really liked the effort from the team, that that's just not good. It's just not good. You know, and again, I love Alvin Gentry. I really do. I've, I, I, I've always loved Alvin. But, you know, I, I don't like the fact that, you know, in a post-game press conference, he's talking about the effort of the team. Uh, Kings, by the way, now 11 games under 500 at 16 and 27. Only, you ready for this? The Houston Rockets, the Detroit Pistons, and the Orlando Magic are worse and the Kings have both the Rockets and the Pistons coming in after they play the Lakers. So, you know, if you, I'm not even going to say anything because I guarantee you this, the Rockets are getting ready to play the Kings for two games. And even though they've lost nine of 10, you know, they're going to come into Sacramento and go, gee, you know what? These are some games that we can win. You know, same with the Detroit Pistons. That's just the way it is. You know, and no one, you know, the the atmosphere at Golden One Center is embarrassing right now. You know, they play on Friday and Sunday, the Kings and the Rockets. Both games in Sacramento uh, at the Sacramento Public Library. That's how bad it is. It's as quiet as a library. You know, if it weren't for the sound effects in the PA system, 
you know, you would easily be able to fall asleep in there. Easily. It's awful. Absolutely awful. Uh, and again, I said this yesterday, you know, before the game started. Well, who would go to that game? Who would go watch the Kings and the Cavaliers play? And guess what? No one did. No one did. You know, I saw a stat the other day. The Kings had the third worst attendance in the league. Think about that for a minute. Imagine if somebody had told you that a couple of years ago. You would have said, well, that's not possible. It's Sacramento. So the Kings tomorrow play the Lakers. Then they got two home games against Houston and then Detroit. So, yeah, I know the Kings stink. But there is absolutely no excuse for losing to Houston and Detroit. Assuming the Kings lose tomorrow, and I think that's a fair assumption, they should be able to win their next three games. Then they go to Milwaukee loss, at Boston, at Atlanta, at Philadelphia, at New York, come home and play Brooklyn, Golden State, Oklahoma City, two games against Minnesota, and then right back out on the road at Washington, at Brooklyn, at Chicago. So a really, really brutal stretch for the Kings after they get done with these three games after the Lakers. Not that it matters. I mean, what difference does it make? Uh, but that's just the way the season has gone. All right, again, if you want to get in on the show, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will do it. If you want to talk about the game last night, if you want to talk about Joe Judge getting fired as coach of the New York Giants, we can talk about that uh, and anything else that is going on uh, in the world of sports. Bottom line, there are a lot of coaching vacancies, GM vacancies, and we'll we'll see, you know, who's going to be on the move in terms of exi- coaches that have just been fired like Brian Flores interviewing in Chicago. You know, we'll see if any of these coaches that were just let go get other jobs. I can tell you Joe Judge isn't, that's for sure. You know, that much I can pretty much tell you. I can pretty much tell you that. Uh, if you missed my podcast today, again, I talked about the absurdity, the careless, reckless, awful tweets by LeBron James, who... Again, there's no backlash for LeBron. The league remains quiet. They were afraid of LeBron. You know, you think Adam Silver's going to come out and criticize LeBron James? He needs to, but he won't. And, you know, it's the same thing over and over again. You know, LeBron thinks he's judge and jury. You know, he can say what he wants, whatever he wants. And most people give him a pass. I did read the column from the Washington Post, you know, as it related to LeBron. And I thought that the writer was absolutely spot on. She hit it right on the head. She sees it, but there are too many people that give LeBron James a pass. You know, on the court, the guy is great. Off the court, I have no respect for the man. I've lost all respect for him. I think he's just a disgrace off the court. I really do. It's disgraceful. His his carelessness with his social media with 51 million followers on Twitter is just awful. It really is. It's It's awful. I don't know what else to say. It's absolutely awful. You know, I've done a couple of podcasts on this. I've read tweets. I've read articles. And there's just too many people that look the other way when it comes to LeBron James. It's just awful. It really is. It's a shame. Again, I have no respect for the man. 
off the basketball court. Love him as a player, one of the greatest, maybe the best player I've ever seen. Love watching him play. That will never change. I'm never going to change my opinion of him as a basketball player. He's given me a lot of great thrills. But off the court, I have no respect for the man. Zero. You know, Mitch Album, who I quote all the time, you can't be selective with your noise, not against hate. Well, LeBron is very selective with his noise against hate. Lost all respect for the man. It's a shame. It's absolutely a shame. Uh, so I talked about that on my podcast today. I also gave midterm grades to the Kings, which had a lot of bad grades. And I don't think I'm a tough teacher. You know, I think I'm actually a very fair teacher. You know, but I gave an F to the team. I gave an F to Vivek. I gave an F to Bagley. I gave an F to Buddy Heald. I gave a C minus to Fox. I gave a, I think it was a C minus to Mitchell because of his offensive liability. I gave a B to Halliburton. I gave a B to Barnes. I gave a, I think a B or a B plus to Rashawn Holmes. You know, I only, I think I did seven of the guys. But, you know, as an organization, it's a big fat F. Big fat F. You know, and again, you have an organization that has no direction, bad ownership. The owner has basically run the fans out of the building. And what, you know, I know COVID's part of it. That I get. But there's a lot more to it than COVID. You know, if the Kings were good, the place would be full COVID or not. They're terrible, plus COVID, and fans, they don't want to go. I don't blame them. Jeff, you're on with Grant on Listen App. Hi, Jeff. Hey, Grant. I just seen uh, your Giants coach is gone. He yeah, thank God. Fired. Yeah, it's good. So what are you hoping for for uh, well, you, a you got in the you have to hire a general manager first, and oh. that's the reason why I thought that he needed to go. A general manager needs to come up with his own coach, his own people, so I don't really have any idea what direction they're going to go as far as a general manager. But once the general manager is hired, uh, then the general manager will conduct a search for the head coach, and that's the only way it can work. You can't bring in a new general manager and keep the existing coach. It doesn't work that way. So to me, this was an absolute no-brainer. If you're going to fire David Gettleman, which the Giants did on Sunday, and rightfully so, then you – and I technically, they didn't fire him be going into retirement, but they were going to fire him. Technically, right. you know, the, you know, now you have, to, you have to fire Joe Judge. There's no way you can hire a new general manager with the team in disarray and then bring back Joe Judge. That just would not work. It would be a wasted year coming up for the Giants. You can't have a wasted year. So you think they're going to go outside the organization? Because I do. Because they were saying they haven't gone outside the Giants organization for a GM since the 70s. Well, that's why the Giants uh, the last 10 years in particular have been awful uh, because they keep on hiring within. John Mayer has made a lot of terrible decisions lately as owner. Uh, they need to open up, go outside the box, hire from outside, and hire the best possible person. If the best possible person is within the organization, that's fine. But right now, they need to go out and hire the best available person. Doesn't really matter what that person's background is. All right, Grant. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate it. I mean, you know, you can't hire a general manager and then expect them to say, oh, yeah, I'm on board with Joe Judge. Doesn't work like that. By the way, Bill Belichick now no longer has any assistance 
as head coaches in the NFL. And the reason why I say that is, and I talked about this with Sean Salisbury today on our show on No Filter Network, and there is a lot of people that are talking about the, they come from Bill Belichick's tree and they try to be Belichick in terms of communicating and everything. And some of the, 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 the issues that they're having are similar and they're out of a job. Brian Flores, Joe Judge. I mean, you know, you, you, that there has to be more to it than just a coincidence. You know, Bill Belichick to me is the greatest coach of all time uh, in the NFL, but his assistants are not faring very well. And there has to be a, a reason uh, for that. So, again, if you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, uh, and we will get you uh, right on the show. If you want to talk about the game last night between Alabama and Georgia, we'll do so. The Other than the game last year between Alabama and Ohio State, I think I read it was the lowest-rated national championship game since 2012. Now, obviously, I think people are getting tired of seeing Alabama every year. You know, I think that has a lot to do with it. You know, it's been Alabama-Clemson, Alabama-Clemson, Alabama-Ohio State, Alabama-Georgia. You know, I think people are getting tired of it. It is what it is. You know, and I don't, I don't, whoops. Well, somebody just put some music on. How about that? But, uh, you know, I'm thinking about Alabama, and I'm thinking about Nick Saban getting the best players year in, year out. But you still have to win. You still have to win. And, you know, give it. You know, he does. And all the players that go into the NFL every year, and they just reload. They just reload. But I think people are, they would love to see, you know, some different teams in the national championship game. And, you know, the one constant seems to be Alabama every year. Very interesting, though, to look the ratings uh, of uh, that game. All right. Uh, NBA uh, tonight, the Warriors and Clay Thompson back in action. And it was so good for the NBA to have Clay Thompson uh, back on the court. Uh, it's just phenomenal. Just phenomenal for the league. What a great guy he is. Just really somebody you want to root for. Uh, elsewhere in the NBA tonight, you got the Thunder at the Wizards. The Raptors host the Suns. Again, the Warriors are in Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. Minnesota is at New Orleans. Detroit travels to Chicago. Denver is in L.A. Uh, to take on the Clippers. And when you look at the standings right now in the uh, top 10 spots, in the respective conferences, 8, 9, and 10 in the East, or I should say 7, 8, 9, 10 in the East, Toronto, Charlotte, Washington, and Boston. The Knicks also at 20 and 21, the same record as Boston. In the East, your seventh seed, or in the West, rather, your seventh seed, the Lakers at 21 and 20. Minnesota is eighth at 20 and 20. They've won four in a row, Minnesota. The Clippers are ninth at 20 and 21. And Portland is 16 and 24 and 10th. And again, the Kings are now in 12th at 16 and 27. Again, the Kings have 
the Houston Rockets, who have lost 9 of 10, coming in on Friday and Sunday. And then the Pistons, who are starting to play a little bit better after that, uh, before the Kings uh, hit the road. So you get you caught up in your uh, NBA standings. Uh, NFL, you know, we'll start talking a little bit about the games this week. And I was talking with Sean Salisbury, you know, about this on No Filter Network. And I said to Sean, other than the Green Bay Packers, I have no idea what I'm getting from the teams in the playoffs. Other than, I think I know what I'm getting from San Francisco. I know they're going to run the ball. I know they're going to be able to get to the quarterback. And I think that they'll be in the game. I'm not saying they're going to beat Dallas, but I kind of get an idea of what you're going to get from San Francisco. When I look at the rest of the teams playing in the wild card round this weekend of both the NFC and the AFC, you know, I could see Vegas and Cincinnati both winning a couple of games. All right. But I don't really know what I'm going to get. Same thing with New England and Buffalo. In the uh, games on Sunday, Philly, I would be shocked if they beat Tampa. I think I know what I'm going to get from Tampa, although I don't think they're nearly as good as last year. I don't know what I'm getting from Dallas. I'm not sold on Dak Prescott in big games. I I still think he has got a ways to go. I think his pocket awareness has been poor. I think he's been missing too many throws. Niners, again, I think you know what you're going to get. They're going to run the ball successfully. They're going to get to the quarterback. They're going to probably be in a game. I don't know if they're going to win. I, I, I don't know what to expect from Dallas. Pittsburgh, I'd be very surprised if they can get on a run here. They're at Kansas City. Arizona, don't like the way they played in the final four to five weeks. Don't know what I'm going to get there. Uh, the Rams, you got Matthew Stafford, a quarterback. I have no idea what you get from Stafford. That game is on Monday night. So, you know, again, I'm looking at these teams and then in the AFC, you know, Tennessee's the number one seed. Do you know what you're going to get from Tennessee? I mean, you you, you think you know what you're going to get, especially with Derrick Henry back. You know, they're very similar to the 49ers. I, I don't know what to expect from Kansas City. I don't like the way they played the last couple of weeks of the season. I just think the NFL playoffs this year, you know, as much as any year, they are so up for grabs. There's, you know... I mean, I, I would put Green Bay as the best team in football right now. But, you know, if you take if you just take the number one seeds out right now, and I'm going to do it just to be equal, in the NFC and AFC, if right now you take Green Bay and Tennessee, you don't talk about them. What's the difference? What's the difference between the teams and the playoffs right now? I, I just don't think there are. They're very, very similar. Very similar. There's not a big difference. Zach, you're on with Grant on Listen App. Hi, Zach. Hey Grant, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, hey, sorry. I just—is it all right if I just ask one uh, Kings really? Yeah, of thing? course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I—I uh, I was coming in and out in the beginning, and um, I think you were you mentioning something about the Kings' uh, attendance is the, is one of the lowest yes. right now. Yeah, third worst in the league. Yeah, so I, I was looking at the numbers, and um, I, th- it's, I think you were looking at uh, like how how many people are coming. I think the Kings have one of the lower um, yes. capacity buildings. Um, so I think that's why the third, third worst, but I think the better way to look at it is, uh, by percentage, like, a how much, no, 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 no. You know what the best way to look at it is with your eyes. That's uh, the best I, way to look at it. We no, no, forget about all the numbers. The best way to look at it, Zach, is with your eyes. When you watch the game or you go to a game and you see that there's nobody sitting next to you 
and there's very few people at the game, that's how I look at the attendance. But go ahead. But uh, uh, that that's fair. But where, are, are you watching every other arena as well and seeing there? Uh, yes. If you're, you're going to tell me that. No, I, I have been. You make a great point. You make a very good point. I, I do see a lot of uh, subpar crowds at buildings uh, in the league. You make a very good point. That is very true. Absolutely spot on true. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, the Kings. Uh, so I was looking at tens, just you know, if if just for you know, sure. just for what what it's worth. Uh, I was looking at the attendance and the percentage, and they are the eighth worst. So I mean, okay. it's pretty bad, uh, definitely all the way around. So let me ask I you think, this: How much? Uh, again, how much do you think it's because the Kings stink, and how much of it do you think is attributed to COVID? Um, honestly. I, I, th- I this is the word the most hate not hate hate's a strong word just the most dislike King season I've ever seen from all Kings fans and just people are just fed up with the team so I, I do think a lot has to do with them stinking I think it is a little bit COVID related uh for I know like that Cleveland game I, I, yesterday I saw the it looked maybe like thirty percent full or something just from right. looking at her forty percent um. So now let me let me ask you this: If the Kings, instead of sixteen and twenty-seven, were twenty-seven and sixteen, the place would be sold out every night, COVID or no COVID. Do you agree? Twenty-seven, sixteen would be sold out. Yeah, if they were uh, instead of sixteen and twenty-seven, if you reverse their record, okay, and they they were twenty-seven wins and sixteen losses. I'm just you know again having fun with yeah, numbers. Yeah. They, 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 the place would be either full every night or right near capacity every night. Right, I definitely no think that. Yeah, I definitely think the the place would be. I mean, you you look at other stadiums. If you look at the other places there with better teams, they they still have good attendance. So yes, that's uh, I correct. definitely think I definitely think that uh, it would make a, a pretty big difference. And if we're exciting and you know we're beating some good teams here and there, yeah. We'll, I mean, Sacramento is a big ball city. We'll we'll, we'll grab people if we're good. That's, that's Zach, all it is. You think the fans? Are ready for Vivek Ranadive to get out of town? Like, are they fed up with him as an owner? Um, man, I think it's very hard to kick an owner out. Um, no, no, no. I didn't say no, no, no. I didn't say kick him out. I'm, I'm, I'm. What I mean is, do you think the fans would wish that Vivek get out of town and sell the team? I think they do. I think they do. Uh, I do actually think that, and uh, I think. He's 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 the he's the person to blame right now for the last x many years. The decisions he's making are all awful, and we haven't seen any change in the last year or two. And uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, this is the least excited I've been as a Kings fan probably in the last 25 years since I've started becoming one. So I'll tell you the crowds on Friday and Sunday against the Rockets, who are the worst team in the league, and then the following game against Detroit, maybe the three worst home crowds in the history of the Sacramento Kings barring the protest outside of Golden One Center a couple of years ago. And I really mean that, Zach. We may mm-hmm. be seeing an all-time low with attendance for those three games. Now, tomorrow, you and I both know, Zach, the yep. place is going to be full with Laker fans everywhere. Yeah, it's going to be gold, all gold. Yep, and it's going to be embarrassing because that's just the way it is when the Lakers come in, just like it was, you know, the last game. If the Lakers win, they're going to have all of their fans in the building, and it's going to be it's going to be embarrassing. It's going to be an embarrassment for the organization to once again 
have the Lakers in and have all of their fans fill in the building. Right. And uh, uh, we'll see. Um, I'm hoping to see some change real soon because this is, uh, uh, this is just, this is depressing. Yep. It's, it's really dire. It's really dire out there. What kind of change do you want, Zach? What are you looking for? Um, uh, we we need some trades uh, to start. Obviously, um, I don't know what is. It's very hard to say because we don't know what's out there. What what are the offers McNair Art is getting? I can say you know, oh yeah, I trade Fox for you know Jalen Brown or something. I wouldn't mind that. I think that that could be a win win um, for both teams. But I think maybe Boston's wouldn't want to do that. Um, but you know, that's like something I would start with. Maybe like a Fox for Jalen. Um, uh, something like that just to get just to get something I mean I think it could help with because Tyrese I mean I don't, I don't know if you saw the game yesterday but we were down 10 with two minutes left Tyrese was the one handling the ball the whole time in the last two two and a half minutes and we came back and he, he's just kind of showing that he's way way better playmaker than Fox and they're kind of stuck together with Fox and Tyrese you know it's just they're not meshing that well I mean Maybe we can give it more time, but right now we're running out of time because yep. everyone's patience is just is is down to zero. Do you so. think the majority of Kings fans or the majority of the fans that you speak to or in contact with or on social media, do you think that they, and I'm talking about the majority, it can be 51%, are on board with Fox being traded? Do I think most, most people want Fox traded? Um, so I, the first, I'll, I'll say this first. I think Buddy and Bagley are number one to go first. And then if we can get some good pieces for Barnes, that would be nice. And then if there is a good deal with Fox, we, we would take it. Um, would he, is, are most of my f- people I talk to, do they want him gone? If the right trade is there, it's just so hard. You know, I, I don't want to sure. trade him for pieces. You know, I'm not going to do that. He's a good player. I'd rather keep him if we're not going to gain anything good. But if a Jalen Brown's available, even if like a, a, even if Ben Simmons is available, I might have to do it right now because we need to, we need something. But yep. like I said, I think Buddy and Bagley got to go first, and um, not first, but you know, if if there's something, just get him out and to get some something back from him. I know um, it would have been nice if we got Kuzma and Hera last uh, last year, but sure. that didn't happen. That would have been actually the perfect pieces for us. Uh, a wing and like a, a rebounder a hustle guy but that that fell through but um we'll see i mean yeah the like i said buddy and bagley if we can get just they need to get, get out of town uh in my opinion barnes if we can get some good pieces for him and fox if we can get you know some good for him that it's, it's not it's not there's not going to be one move that's going to solve everything so and then obviously a new head coach um next season that's that has a good defensive scheme and well, we, hear that every, we hear that every year, Zach, and I've been saying this for years and years and years. Coaching's not the problem with this team, and I'm really hoping that fans now are starting to see that. Everybody wanted Luke gone. Now Luke's gone. It's the exact same team, same things happening. You know, now Alvin Gentry's coaching the team. It's the same deal. It was the same deal before that. It was the same deal with, you know, George Carl. It was the same deal with, you know, Tyrone Corbin, same. I mean, you know, it just never ends. It's the same. Right. Coaching is not the problem with this team, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Alvin Gentry, in all likelihood, will not be the coach of the team next year. I think that's a fair assessment. Yes, I would agree with you on that. 
what what do you think is the the, the most to blame for this organization right now? Is, Very simple. It's Vivek Ranadive. Absolutely. Right. His decision making has been awful. He's done a horrible job as owner of the Sacramento Kings. Horrible. Uh, he's done uh, other things outside of basketball that have pushed fans away uh, as well. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, I mean, I agree, and I, I've talked about this with my friends. Uh, he, I, I, I would agree he's the one to blame, but it, there's no point in blaming him because he's going to be the one at the end of the day with the power and the team. So all we can do is make changes. Yep. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So it's like it's hard to uh, to just blame the guy when we can't. He, he's not leaving anytime soon. You can he's, blame him, but you just can't do anything about it. That's the right. point. Yeah, you're right. right. You're right. He's, you're absolutely 100% he's not gonna, correct. The team he has is, has made, what, uh, triple of the value in like five, six, seven years? So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's not going away. He's going to – he's keeping this team. So, but, yeah, I mean, hopefully uh, – I don't know. It, it's, I hear it's, you, buddy. It's dire, but hope, all, all we can do is hope. Good call, bud. Good hearing from you. All right. Thanks, Grant. Take care. Take care, Zach. Good call right there. Uh, good stuff from Zach. If you want to get in on the program – uh, do what Zach did. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we'll get you right on. Zach made a lot of good points. Made a lot of very good points. Really did. Uh, I think he. I think he's right spot on on a lot of the things. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen App on this Tuesday. And it is Anita. Anita, how are you? How you been? Oh, I've been doing really good. My, my schedule's changed a little bit, so I'm not able to get on as often and then sometimes um you know i like to get on on my drive home and i know sometimes you're on at different times but i'm uh, happy to have an opportunity to chat for a few moments yes uh, and and just you know kind of chiming in on what the other caller said and I, and I could just say as somebody who has been a fan of a football team that has an owner who makes you want to pull your hair out i'm talking about jerry jones yep. um <laughs> there's you know you're stuck just hoping by some miracle that the team can overcome the owner. Um, and I think right now we have to overcome the owner and, and the coach. And I agree with you, what you said about Dallas. I don't know what to expect from Dak. You know, he's, he'll come out, you know, the Cowboys will come out and score 50 and then, yeah. you know, and come out and, and barely get 21 points. You, you know, Zeke is, you know, banged up. So you can't, you know, you can't count on the run game. I don't know what Pollard's going to be like come come Sunday. And the Niners scare me because you know it's it's not a it's not a given. And um, it's very true. So, you, <laughs> so and I it's, it's one of those things. It's kind of like with how I look at the NBA right now. Other than a few teams at the top, there just is the you know with COVID and players in and out. You know the the teams that are seven through ten who who who, who are in and out of that those um, play in slots, you know, and that's just going to be um, kind of up and down. I think up until maybe the last you know ten games of the season, uh, because they're just that close. There just isn't a lot of difference uh, between those teams, and so um, you know, right now, and it's the same thing with the NFL. Like you said, other than probably Green Bay and you know Tennessee, maybe Buffalo. Sure. Um, you just don't know. So it's going to be actually fun to watch because there's no team you're going to watch and say, you know, there's just no way they're losing this game. Uh, I'm glad we didn't get – I didn't want us to have Kyler Murray again. To be honest, I'd rather play yeah. San Francisco than Arizona. But um, I, I didn't because the Cardinals just seem to have our number. And we haven't played well at home. So I'm not, 
you know, so yeah, I'll be, you know, I'll be on edge, but I just, one of my teams do well. So, you know, and, and since the Kings don't seem to be that team, you know, I am rooting <laughs> for the Cowboys, right. but can I just have one team doing well um, and, and something, you know, I just want to see you go out there and compete, go out there and compete. And now Grant, I, I understand it's not the level of the NBA, but I did play basketball through junior high school and high school. Right. And I, so I just can't understand this. I, you know, these players don't mesh and this, and even now when I go out and I play with my kids and it's like, I don't care if I have the underdog team, I'm happy. And, and we win because we're, I'm, okay, I have a high basketball IQ and I teach my players. I says, here's how we're gonna win this team. You know, we're outgunned, we're outmanned, we're outsized. I says, but we're gonna win it. We're gonna win it by playing hard, hustle, smart. We're gonna get after it. You know, I mean, there was one one time I was playing, I got knocked down on the ground and my players came over. Sister Nita, are you okay? I says, go get back on defense. I'm fine. Go, 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 <laughs> right. go, go. Right. Don't worry about me. You know, and so it's that mentality that I can understand is the not coming out. I don't need a coach or anybody else. And especially at that level, you shouldn't need anybody to inspire you to, you know, like you said, Alvin, need effort. I you think you're spot about? on. Uh, you know, when I'm watching a professional basketball team night in, night out, and the coach has to compliment the effort, that that's a real shame. Now, in all fairness to Alvin, he's been very critical at times of the team's effort and their pride, and that just you know that that's a real problem. If you're a if you're uh, buying tickets to this product and or you're investing your time in watching the games. And you see a lack of effort, lack of heart. Um, why would that? Why would you want to spend your money by going to games? I mean, like you wouldn't go to a play on Broadway and expect that the actors and actresses come out and give you know a seventy-five percent effort instead of a hundred. You would be greatly disappointed, and you wouldn't come back. I, I don't know why the players on the Kings feel that they can cheat the fans out of their money's worth because this is an entertainment business. That's why these guys are getting paid so much money. And it's inexcusable to come out and give anything less than full effort. And unfortunately, that has happened way too often this year. And that is a real sad indictment on the franchise right now. I mean, Grant, if I came out and as a teacher, and I've taught for over 25 years, and I came with the attitude of oh, my students learn whatever you know if they don't and eh, it's okay <laughs> sure i i wouldn't be much of a teacher and i pretty i probably wouldn't have a job and correct but i pride myself on and helping my students reach their fullest potential i mean i give a hundred and ten percent you know teachers don't make a lot of money and so when i spend money on a ticket to go see the kings not yep. only am i spending a, which is a good percentage of my salary i said it's a percentage of my salary to buy if I want to get good seats. And then if you're going to, you know, eat and, 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 you know, you know, maybe I want to buy something, especially if my daughter's with me, she wants sure. something from the team store. I got to drive. I got to park. I got to walk. I'm giving up five, six hours of, of my evening. Yep. It's a lot. And if the players could, because I love this team, you know, this is, you know, this, I'm not, I'm not, I, didn't, I haven't left the Cowboys yet, so I'm, I'm not about to leave the Kings. <laughs> um, so, right. and you know, you're a Giants fan. You get right. it. We would have left our teams a long time ago. But I just want to see the players, no matter who they are, in spite of the owner, you come out and you take personal pride yep. in, in understanding that, you know, there are teachers there. 
who are, it's a percentage of their salary, police officers, everyday people. Yep. I don't care if it's a millionaire, he deserves the same great show. You know, it doesn't matter because they're taking time out of their day to come support you and you know, and you want to put a good product out there, the best effort that you can give. And if you're not going to do that night in and night out, then you're in the wrong business. That's correct. And you're cheating. You're 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 cheating yourself first and foremost because you're not being professional. All right, you're cheating yourself. You've worked your whole life to become a professional athlete, and now you're cheating yourself. You're cheating the game, but you're cheating the people that pay your salary, which are the fans. And that's a travesty. It's an absolute travesty. Yeah, and I just you know I hope that's I don't know what's going to turn this around. You know, but I'm I'm holding out hope because that's just what I do. And, um, and, you know, I hold out hope for the Cowboys. I, I hold out hope for your Giants. And because I'm just a sports fan and I, I like the competition. I don't want to play. I don't want to play a depleted Giants team. I want to play a good Giants team. Those are the fun Giants Dallas sure. games to watch. You know, not what one team is, is so uh, m uh, much uh, less of a team than the other. So, I, you know, I just like seeing good competitive sports. And then win or lose, I can live with that because you came out. And it wasn't just average, you know, you played smart and, and hard and, you know, you really brought it uh, to the game and you do it consistently. So, you know, that, that's what I'm hoping. I don't know how that's going to happen, but I, I'm not giving up yet. And um, anyways, Happy New Year, Grant. And Same you to you, and Anita. It's, to everyone. Thank you. It's so great hearing from you. You take care and we'll talk to you again soon. Be well. You bet. Bye. Take care. Love hearing from Anita. Big sports fan. Love uh, love it when she uh, has time to uh, call. Uh, if you want to get in on the program, all you have to do is hit your hand icon, and we will get you right up on stage, and we will be happy to uh, have you on. You can talk just like uh, Jerry is right now. Hello, Jerry. How are you? Hey, Grant. Um, well, honestly, not too great because the Kings keep sucking, so it's kind of hard to feel good. Um, yeah. First, and, yeah, first and thing. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. First thing is, uh, you know, props to uh, Zach. This guy always knows what he's talking about. A uh, real good call. Uh, lots of good information from him. Agreed. Zach is a very good call. He's very knowledgeable. I like when he has a chance to call. He's not very good on metered ramps, okay, and traffic patterns. But other than that, the guy is great. What can I do for you? Listen, um, honestly, just kind of wanted to rag on the Kings, and then I just want to get your thoughts on De'Aaron Fox. Like, I've been saying it for uh, – I think of the past like year or two, if the Kings keep going the way they are right now, De'Aaron's going to want to get traded. Um, he was actually like the first player's uh, jersey I've gotten since Peja when I was, what, like seven years old. I'm 29 right now. And uh, literally the first Kings player I've gotten, and I thought he was going to be on this team for a while. Um, not really too confident he's going to be on the team long term. I just don't see him and Halliburton working together in the uh, backcourt long term. They honestly don't mesh, honestly, like Halliburton a lot more with the ball. And what worries me, too, is, you know, although Fox has been looking pretty well now, he has slimmed down. I do think that um, him slimming down uh, honestly just improves his athleticism a whole lot more. Uh, the mass honestly wasn't working out for him. His his quickness, his agility just wasn't there. Um, and then, honestly, like, it, it's just mental attitude isn't there right now either. I mean, I, I kind of don't blame him, like, just the way this organization has been for the past 15, 16 years. Uh, I, I honestly just don't see him on the team. I think a lot of people on this team are just checked out. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, like, later on if this team just keep, continues what they're doing for the next couple of years. Halliburton's going to feel the same way. 
Um, I mean, I just kind of see this as a continuing trend. Just want to get your thoughts. Well, to me, Darren Fox plays like he doesn't want to be in Sacramento. His body language to me uh, is somebody that, to me, does not look like he wants to be in Sacramento. His post-game press conferences, to me, uh, look like somebody that doesn't want to be in Sacramento. Uh, I disagree with you on one little uh, notion here where you say you can't blame him. I disagree on that. The Kings paid him a max deal. All right, The Kings drove the... uh, the uh, armored truck up and they unloaded it for De'Aaron Fox. And with that comes a responsibility. Uh, with that be- uh, comes a responsibility of leadership. And in my opinion, that's really been lacking from him this year. I understand being frustrated, but, you know, the body language and everything else to me uh, has been subpar for Fox. I think he will be gone uh, and I think he will be very happy uh, to be traded. I think he will be ecstatic. Uh, if the Kings move him, that's my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I I see your point there, but it's it's just a it's just a shame just because of our basketball culture. Um, I I mean, it is a privilege to play in the NBA, but in all honesty, with how the way league is now, it's it's a players' league. Players yep. honestly can decide where they want to go. Look at Ben Simmons; he he doesn't he doesn't care. He doesn't want to play no more with the right. Sixers, so he's holding out. Um, you know, a, a lot of play, like, uh, Anthony Davis, did the same thing with the Pelicans yep. forced to trade. So, I mean, James just Harden. the way it is, no one's, no one's ever going to want to play here. Just be, I mean, not only with how bad we are, but like just, just the culture now, it's just, it's just, yeah, not I, wouldn't there. Say, it's just I, I, I wouldn't say ever. And I'm going to tell you why, because I lived through this in 1998 where people were saying that about the Kings and then they turned it around and believe it or not. You know, they were saying the same thing about the Golden State Warriors not that long ago. And then the Warriors traded their best player, Monte Ellis, to Milwaukee. And it changed the entire fortune of the franchise. And the Warriors went from a team that nobody wanted to play for, where no free agents would come and play, to all of a sudden, you know, the, 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 the one of the great franchises in the history, you know, of the NBA. So things can change. Uh, it doesn't look like that's going to happen now, but you never know when it is going to happen. We didn't know that was going to happen with the Kings in 98 and 99. We certainly didn't know that was going to happen with the Warriors after they traded Monte Ellis and they did a great job of drafting. Things can change, but right now it doesn't. It, it, right now it looks very, very, very bleak uh, if you're a fan of the Kings. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know we're in a big drought. I just uh, hopefully. I mean, just something big. I don't want to end up like the Cubs waiting, you know, well, I'll probably be dead by then, but, you know, 108 years before we ever win a title. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, yeah, it, I it's, it's just tough just the way everything is. And I don't know. Mitch Richmond said it best. Uh, he doesn't ever see the he, – he, he doesn't see light at the tunnel. He didn't even see the tunnel in the first place. So, <laughs> I um, understand. you know, yep. that that's it, – it's just frustrating. You know how it is. It's yep. just the same stuff uh, just about every year, just hoping. That's all we can do is just hope. We can't yep. really do anything else. No, so. we can't. But, uh, yeah, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, thank you. It's my pleasure. Really appreciate you calling, Jerry. Thank you very much. Really good job right there. Uh, if you want to get in on the program, all you got to do is hit your hand icon, raise your hand. Uh, we will get you right up on stage, and you can ask me a question. Mohammed, you're next. How are you, sir? Hey, what's up, Grant? I tried calling yesterday. I had some mic issues. No problem. I'm very happy that you uh, stuck with me. What can I do for you? Uh, lifelong Kings fan. I've been listening to you for a long time. Uh, just calling about basically the Kings organization. Yeah. Um, I think it, it's really coming down to the Kings organization's culture. It's uh, the players winning attitude, then buying into, you know, what this team wants and the identity. There is no I- identity. And I think until Monty figures out like 
what he wants the identity for the Kings to be, he can't really find what kind of players they want to, you know, build around their quote unquote core players. Right. Yeah. I, I don't really even know how to answer that question because the Kings, as you said, they don't have an identity. They're not a good offensive team. They're not a good defensive team. They play differently night to night. Uh, so, so I'm with you. I don't really know what, you know, exactly. It's very, so then yeah. that makes me wonder, yeah, I'm sorry. That makes me wonder like what players would you, are you trying to get between the trade deadline? If you don't know what you're trying to build, right? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll borrow a line from Jerry Reynolds. You know, you become a good basketball team when you have good players and you don't, you aren't a good basketball team when you lose good players. That's why I was not on board of losing Bogdan Bogdanovich for nothing because he's a good player. And when you lose a good player, you then aren't as good as a team, common sense. So, you know, to me right now, when you're as bad as the Kings are, I think you do your best. Just try to assemble good players, get as many good players as you can and really don't worry so much about what position they play because if you have a bunch of good players, then you can always make moves. You know, Jerry, Jerry's very, I love the way Jerry breaks this down. He's, he's always told me that, you know, for years and years and years, you know, especially when you're a bad team, when you're a bad team, you need to uh, acquire good players. Now, if you're already a good team, then you can go out and get what you are missing. You know, if you need a, a small forward or you need this or you need that, it's easier. But when you're a bad team like Sacramento and you have so many needs, you have to acquire good players. And to me, that should be the King's goal right now. Just acquire good basketball players. True. And I think one of the other issues is uh, Bagley, um, Fox and Buddy, you know, guys that play pretty big minutes on our team. They're just waiting for that Woj alert to pack up and leave yep. Sacramento. So they don't care which direction Sacramento is going. I agree. I, I don't think they do either. I think it's very apparent. Uh, they are completely waiting for that phone call uh, to pack their bags and get out of town. I think that's a very fair assessment. I think you hit it right on the head. I can't disagree with anything you said there. You're spot on. So what, what do you think about um, between the trade deadline, trying to shop uh, Harrison Barnes for something good, Bagley and Buddy, and then in the meantime, keeping Fox and Halley together to see how this. I don't think the season's going anywhere. It's a lost cause, but just seeing what the new whatever trade pieces that Monty is doing backdoor, uh, we don't know what the GMs are talking about because a lot of that stuff doesn't come out. That's you know true. Sure. But just seeing what Fox and Halley can do with whatever new new pieces that come into the rest of the season, and then if that doesn't work. You know, in summer, probably you know, trade Fox for whatever new things might be. I'm, I'm, I'd be fine with that. Absolutely. I mean, if you could trade Harrison Barnes, if you could trade Bagley, if you could trade Buddy Hield, yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. And I'm okay with keeping Fox and Halliburton for the rest of the year, and you know, see how that looks. But you know, I, I just don't see it working. I think Halliburton needs to be the lead guard. You know, Jerry again was very astute in telling me that a year ago in the rookie season of Halliburton. He said, hey, this guy needs to be the lead guard. He needs to have the ball in his hands. And Jerry's spot on. He's 100% correct. Yeah, my circle of friends, we, like, we're all, like, hardcore Kings fans. We say the same thing. Like, Halley has it. You know, he just has the yep. – he passes that eye test. He has it. He needs the ball. You got to let him take over. 
All right, so you're um, you're a hardcore fan. So uh, I'm going to ask you because I, I had the same conversation with a couple of other uh, previous calls. What is your impression of Vivek Ranadive, and do you have any confidence that he is capable of putting the right people in place to make this team better? Um, you know, I don't know what how much of a leash he gave Monty, so I can't speak on that because we don't really hear anything on that, but. I don't know. In my my opinion, just from what I've been following, I follow a lot of stuff on Twitter and, you know, follow like sure. all, all the media stuff with the Kings. Just from what I've been able to view, uh, that Divock era really put the Kings back a lot of years with the Luka, tra- with the Luka drafting. Right. I think we got gypped on that Sixers trade with Stauskas and Thompson. Um, and then I think we got pennies on the dollar. Even though I wanted DeMarcus traded, I think we got pennies on the dollar with the DeMarcus trade. No, I don't agree with you there. Uh, yeah, that was just my opinion. I feel like we could have got more. <laughs> you could have yeah, gotten more. You could have gotten two first-round picks. But unfortunately, if Vivek Ranadive uh, created a situation with his uncertainty, and instead of getting two first-round picks, then by the time the Kings got back to New Orleans, it was one first-round pick because Vivek was, once again, uh, not able to make a decision in the proper time. So, you know, th- those are the things that happen within an organization where I-, I will tell you, I'm not with the team anymore. So I don't really know, but I can only go by what I have known. I don't believe that Monet McNair has the free will to make the decisions that he wants mm-hmm. to make. I don't believe that. I believe he has a lot of interference that he has to deal with. Yeah. And I think that's unfortunate because I think it kind of handcuffs the franchise. Yeah, that meddling really gets in the way. It was very apparent during that Stauskas uh, draft year. He was all well. On it was board. on video. I mean, it was yeah. on video, right? <laughs> I yeah, mean, it's it's a joke online. If you go online, that everyone jokes about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's right there on video, so you can't you, you can't really argue with it. It's it's right there. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, who knows what's going on? In the, I mean, you would know best just based on past history on how much he you know gets involved with GM. He's involved a lot. Yeah. So then, yeah, it's not going to work. Like, like you said on your previous uh, podcast. You know what? Let me interrupt you for a minute. It's okay to be involved as an owner of a team, but you have to know your boundaries. And it's okay to be involved if you know what you're talking about and you're educated in the sport. But in all fairness to him, and again, I don't, I don't have anything against the man. Um, I respect the fact that he came in when the franchise needed him, and you know, helped save the team. And I will never forget him for that. But his basketball mm-hmm. knowledge is as bad – or bad's not the right word. His basketball knowledge is as low as just about as anyone that I've ever been around. He doesn't understand basketball, and he doesn't understand the NBA, and he doesn't understand the nuances of the game. And for that reason, in my opinion, he needs to stay away and truly let the basketball people make the basketball decisions. He thinks he knows a lot about the game of basketball and the NBA. He knows very little about the game of basketball and the NBA. Very little. Like like, like on a scale of 1 to 10, like 1, okay? And it's just he, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, have the wherewithal to take a step back and say, okay, you know what? I thought I knew a lot about basketball. I thought I knew a lot about the NBA, but obviously I don't. And now I'm going to let the people that I hire 
make the decisions and their jobs are going to be on the line based on the decisions that they're going to make, but it will be their decisions that they have to live with. And it won't be because I influenced them to do this or do that. That's the only way that this is going to work. No, I agree. I mean, look at Miami, like you've said it before, Pat Riley, look, look how amazing that organization looks regardless of what players are on that roster. Yep. Well, and it was the same way for many, many, many years with the San Antonio Spurs because they have an owner that said, okay, wait a minute. I've got Greg Popovich and R.C. Buford that are working together and are building this team. I'm going to stay out of it. And, you know, that's what happens in in Miami with Mickey Arison. You think Mickey Arison is telling Pat Riley who to draft and who to trade and, gee, no, no, Pat, I don't like this. I don't think that's a good fit. I mean, seriously. I mean, you know, it's it's. We, you got to get serious, you know? Yep. And one more thing. Um, how toxic do those timeouts look? I've been to a few games, and if you just, like, pay attention to the timeouts, it's not a pretty picture, like, as in no. what it should be discussing. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's terrible. And you make a great point, Mohammed. You know, that might look like a little thing to people, but it's not a little thing. It's It's a little thing if it happens once a month or once every two months. Uh, but unfortunately, with the Kings, it appears that it happens, you know, on an all too frequent basis. And that's just that's not good. That's not good. This team, I've always put it, it's like a jigsaw puzzle where you have one or two or three pieces that look like they fit. You're like you try to put the puzzle together and then you're like, yeah, this fits. It looks like it fits, but it doesn't fit. That's what the Kings are. They're a puzzle that doesn't fit. That's what they are. They're a puzzle that doesn't mm-hmm. fit. Yep, these these players don't fit no, together. No, they don't. And then uh, on my final note, um, just about football, how about Jimmy G? He got so much shit this yep. whole season. He had a horrible first half uh, on Sunday, and when when the team needed him in the clutch, he yep. came through. He came through with that messed up hand, got the W. They're down seven points with a minute 30 left. Yep. Brought the team all the way, tied it, took them to overtime. They won the game. All the Jimmy haters just got quiet. No props for that poor guy. Yep. Go and check then, out my rant today on YouTube. Uh, oh, yeah. I got to check that check, out. Then. Uh, all right. Go check out my YouTube rant today and then call me tomorrow and tell me what you think of it. All right. Gotcha. All right, hey. man. Nice listening to you. And I hope you uh, uh, kill that lawsuit. All right. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I, I appreciate it. I, I want uh, to be vindicated. I want what's right. And so I really appreciate your support. Thank you very much. Yep, hey, you do one. the same. That's a great call from Muhammad. Yeah, so go check out my rant today, uh, either on your favorite podcast platform or on uh, YouTube, if you don't like that with Grant Napier. It's been a really good show today. And you know why it's been a good show? Because I've had great phone calls. I've had really, really good phone calls. And when I get good phone calls like this, hey, I'll stay on, you know, as long as you want me to. I don't care. I'll stay on for hours. That's why I'm doing this show. Brian, you're on with Grant. Hi, Brian. Hey, Grant. Hey, switching gears on our normal discussion. I got a question since this is your team. Are you surprised Joe Judge did not get fired? He did get fired. He got fired about an hour ago. Oh, well, I need to, I guess, check Google before I call you. <laughs> That's okay. Hey, listen, we you know, we live in a, a world where news changes every minute and there's things. I, you can't be on top of it 24-7. Uh, yeah, he got fired about an hour ago. Oh, okay. Well, I, based upon that news, are you happy with that, I imagine? Yes, I'm very happy with it, and I'll tell you why. 
first of all, I think he was over his head, number one, Brian. But number two, the Giants are going to hire a new general manager. And the general manager and the coach have to be, you know, basically the same person. They have to be in lockstep with each other. And I don't think you could have possibly gone out and hired a general manager and say, oh, yeah, by the way, you got to work with a coach that has been unsuccessful in two years. So, you know, to me, to start from scratch and do it all over again, I think you had to fire Joe Judge, let the general manager come in and hire his own coach. I think that's the only possible way it could work. All right. Thanks, Brian. Really appreciate it. Yeah, that just happened. And again, I, I don't expect people to be, you know, up with everything. Uh, listen, I was on this show a couple of weeks ago and there was a big breaking story when I was on and I didn't know about it. I had a caller call up and tell me about it. I'm like, well, you know, I can't get all the information when I'm doing a live show. You know, I don't have a producer. It's I'm a one man band now. You know, it's not like where it used to be. So, you know, listen, I get it. You don't, you know, it's all good. It's all good. Stuff happens. You know, the news cycle changes all the time. There's breaking news. There's all kinds of things that go on. So don't worry about it. I'm just happy that you called. I really am. Really good show today. I really cannot thank everyone enough. This has been one of my favorite shows since I started doing this. And I, again, it's because of you. I want interaction. You know, I want the phone calls. I want to be able to have dialogue. And so for that reason, you know, it's really, really good. And I really appreciate that. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to have an open form Wednesday. So we'll be on tomorrow again at 3 o'clock. I appreciate everyone that took the time today to call. We had really good conversation. And uh, tomorrow, again, just raise your hand, hit that hand icon, and we'll do it all over again. And who knows? We might even have a couple of other coaching vacancies uh, before we come on tomorrow uh, at 3 o'clock. Really, a good show today. I owe it all to you. Thank you very much for listening right here to Grant Napier. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.